Hi, this is Chloe Gerhardt. I'll be the host of this new podcast called Gen Z Generalize. So I decided to start this podcast because I felt that Gen Z is overall kind of uninformed about certain things going on in the world, both socially and politically. So I'm in this podcast going to be focusing mostly on America since that's where I'm from. And it's going to be talking about like the history behind these political problems and social problems as well as the new viewpoints and then I'll probably end up giving my opinion in some of these episodes just to kind of vent and describe what I think is right even though you may not agree with it but I will give statistics on both sides and try to be um, not biased to my preference side and some topics I don't even have a bias towards like I am just trying to learn as much as I can before I officially form an opinion. So I am 17 years old and I've always kind of been drawn to history and politics and I really like to combine the two in order to make a good opinion over certain things. And I really just love to talk with people and describe to people certain things going on in our world. I know that Gen Z is a very tech savvy generation and that the news sources they get are typically online, which I think is awesome. I feel that it's very important to actually talk about certain things and not just read them online and forget about them later. So what I wanted to start talking about in my first episode is something that's very important to me and it should be very important to every young person and that is voting. In particular, I want to talk about young people and voting. So the voting age was originally 21 in our country, in my country, which is America. And so this voting age was lowered from 21 to 18 by the 26th Amendment. The 26th Amendment says the right of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of age. So this was really important because when this was changed, when this amendment was actually first added, was during the Vietnam War and so that's partially why it was changed because uh, the draft age was lowered to 18 by FDR in World War II. So it's really important to remember that during the Vietnam War, 18-year-olds were being drafted, but they could not vote. So before that and after FDR lowered the draft age, Eisenhower actually supported lowering the voting age. He actually said in his 1954 State of the Union address that for years our citizens between the ages of 18 and 21 have, in time of peril, been summoned to fight for America. They should participate in the political process that produces this fateful summons. So even though he supported lowering the voting age, it never actually happened during his presidency. It happened during Nixon's presidency. So what happened in 1969 was Congress amended the Voting Act of 1965, which allowed African Americans to vote and they could not be discriminated against based on the color of their skin for voting purposes. So they amended this act to lower the voting age to 18 in all elections, like every level. But President Nixon publicly said that he felt Congress had no power to do so and that a formal amendment was needed. So the Congress could not really do anything at this time. And it wasn't until later when Oregon versus Mitchell went to the Supreme Court in 1970 that the Supreme Court said in a 5-4 ruling that Congress only had the power to regulate minimum age in federal elections and that states still had the power to limit their own voting ages 
in the local and state elections. So this kind of made a lot of young people, particularly 18 year olds and some people like 19, whatever, who between 18 and 21, it made them upset because they could be drafted, but they could not vote in all elections. So what happened is Congress proposed an amendment to lower the voting age for all elections in 1971, and it was unanimously passed on March 23rd, and it took only 100 days to be ratified by three-fourths of the state. And so that's a really short amount of time. In fact, it is the shortest amount of time for any amendment to be fully ratified. So the 26th Amendment went into effect on July 1st of 1971, but it was signed by Nixon on July 5th. So in that next election, 18-year-olds were then able to vote, and they were able to be drafted still. So it was kind of this new balance because a lot of people before the voting age was lowered felt that if they were old enough to fight then they were old enough to vote. So that's kind of a brief little history on the voting age and why it was lowered which I feel like is so so important to know whenever you're talking about teens voting because we didn't always have that right to vote. We didn't have the voice in politics that we do now and it's important that we use our voice now. So I just wanted to go into some voting statistics in general to give everyone an idea of what's going on in elections and stuff like that. So the highest voter turnout in a federal election year since 1980 was in 2008 with 61.6% of all eligible voters voting. And so that might not seem very high, but in some years it's been really low. Like um, in 1996, only 51.7% of all eligible voters voted. So that was, those are the years since 1980, the highs and lows since 1980. And it might not seem like that big of a difference. It's only about 10%. But it really, really is a big difference because 10% of the American population is huge. Like, that's a huge increase and a huge number of people who got to voice their political opinions through voting. So I think it's really, really important when looking at statistics to not underestimate, like, how many people like whatever percent truly is because America is a pretty big country and so every vote really matters. I wanted to give some current youth voter statistics to kind of boost your morale about voting and kind of make you see that not everything is bad and that voting is such a good thing. So actually in the 2018 midterm elections, 31% of eligible young voters turned up to the polls and voted, which is a 25 year high. So I think that's really great because that means that some of Gen Z is kind of turning in to vote and millennials are voting more. And I think that's great because young people's voices need to be heard. We make up a large majority of the population and we need to be heard politically in order to get our points across. So in 2018, 58% of young Democrats said that they would vote in the 2020 primaries and the actual election. And 47% of young Republicans said the same. So this means that like nearly half or more of these young people will vote in, the, in this upcoming election, the election that's taking place this year. And I think that's such a great thing because Gen Z who are able to vote in this election, which would be ages 18 to 23, will make up 10% of all of the eligible voting population. So that's a huge number for only five years, so ages 18 to 23, I'll be included in that. A lot of my friends will be included in that. And I feel like our voices should be heard. Gen Z who are able to vote, which is ages 18 to 23, 
will actually make up 10% of the eligible voting population in 2020. And I think that's great because that's only a five-year distance. That's not even a lot of our generation. That's just the older part of Gen Z that will be able to vote and will make up 10% of the eligible voting population already. And actually, Gen Z is the most politically diverse generation. So a lot of other generations tend to lean one side or the other, but Gen Z is kind of right in the middle. We average in the middle because some people lean more left, some people lean more right, and some people, are, they're just all over the place. And I think that's really great because it allows for all of us to voice our opinions and kind of be more accepting. And I think that's great because it allows all of us to voice our opinions and be more accepting towards one another. And actually, it's estimated that 55% of Gen Z is white, while 45% are people of color. And so that's a really, really big difference when compared to the boomer generation, which is estimated to be up to 74% white. So I think that kind of plays a part in why Gen Z is so politically diverse, because usually your race, ethnicity, and culture kind of take part in how you vote and how you feel in certain things. And Gen Z actually is pretty, has pretty common ground on what they want to see happen in the government. One of their main political concerns is the environment, with 46% of young voters saying that they believe the government should do more to help the environment and climate change before anything bad happens, even if it hurts the economy. And 34% of young voters feel that protecting the environment should be the U.S. government's top foreign policy goal. So this is a big deal to everyone in Gen Z. Everyone feels that we should help our planet. And I feel like even if we are so politically diverse and different, that we can come together on certain issues. And then 61% of young voters express concern for the moral direction of the population and government. So hopefully this 61% or maybe even more later when more Gen Z are able to vote, maybe we can help our government grow and help our government obtain certain goals that we all want to see happen. And then 41% of young voters feel that the baby boomer generation's version of politics aren't aimed to benefit their generation as well. So this is kind of promoting a sense of division between the generations. And like we've all heard the OK Boomer memes, which I admit are pretty funny, but it's kind of is a relevant thing because a lot of young people feel that baby boomers aren't looking out for the younger generation. They're only looking out for themselves. And I feel like it's very important as one of the oldest generations that's able to vote to look out for the younger generations because they are the ones who are going to carry this world into many new decades and hopefully a rise of new technology and everything and hopefully just make our world better. So I feel like it's really, really, really important to aim our government and our policies towards the young people because they're the ones who can make the change. They're the ones who have a voice. I mean, everyone has a voice, but I feel like it's important for young people to use their voice. So basically what I'm trying to say is I hope that everyone who is able to goes out and votes in this 2020 election and the primaries at every level, every level of government you can because every level matters. If you don't really have very strong opinions, please, please, please try to educate yourself further on these topics and please, please, please go and vote because your voice deserves to be heard. Every single voice matters in this government. Don't think your voice doesn't matter just because you like some 
you know, weird third-party candidate that no one's ever heard of when you mention their name because your voice does matter, even though that candidate probably won't win. It's really, really important to let our government know that you feel this way, that you want to make a change in this world that's different from anyone else, even if it's not maybe not the best decision for our government, your choices still matter. So please, please, please go out and vote for the 2020 election.